cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is my right-hand man, Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, Rob Wirtz, president of Mock Technologies. Rob, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be on, so I appreciate it. For our listeners that are unfamiliar, can you share a little bit about the company? Yeah, so great. So Mock Technologies, we're really uh, in a specialized equipment and technology manufacturer focused on the hemp and cannabis space. So What's unique about Mock is we design and manufacture all of our equipment and technologies in-house in Michigan. Everything's made in the U.S. We're very prideful of that. Kind of in our core is all about service and making sure we can do everything we can to keep our customers successful. So I love it. So when a customer comes to you and they, they're interested in kind of participating in the cannabinoid experience, do they usually have a technology in mind or is it kind of a, a back and forth and understanding what their endpoint is and then working backwards. You know, it's it's kind of a mixed bag. I would say some people who are very familiar come and they know exactly what they want. We have other customers who come and have a initial product that they say, here, this is what I need. But we always, everything in our sales cycle, we try to take a very, like a consultative approach to it. Let's talk about processing safety. Obviously, people are diving in. There's some inexperienced operators. Is there different, unique aspects that Mock brings to the table in order to kind of provide that safety level for operators? Yeah, for sure. Safety is really big. It's kind of one of our, you know, our main pillars that we focus on that we saw, again, gaps in the industry that we thought we could help fill. When we designed all of our equipment, we designed it all around, you know, safety and automation is a big thing that plays into that. And we use basically very nice operator touchscreen control systems. And we have, we're a UL508A panel shop for control systems. We use all UL listed electronics. We're an ASME certified uh, tank manufacturer. So we take all of these things, we build them all into automation. We put redundancies in there. And basically we try to take out the opportunity to let operators forget to do some task that will overpressurize, discharge on the floor, overflow tanks. Let's take out those air points to really increase the safety aspect of the operation of the equipment. So that's very, very important to us. These certifications though, are they necessary to operate in today's cannabinoid industry? So ASME absolutely is. So on ASME, that really falls into the hydrocarbon side. And the current regulations are kind of split there as uh, the market goes off of anything that's bigger than a six inch diameter vessel has to be ASME certified. That is not the case for all the operators out there. I will tell you that, but to have a true certified system, and if you have it third-party peer-reviewed, that is one of the things that will absolutely make you pass or fail. And again, the other side of it, the UL side or the NRTL listing side on electronics, again, I would say that is absolutely critical and required. Is it always done? Again, the answer is no. How hard would it be in order to, let's say, upgrade their equipment? Is that even a possibility to go from one of these pieces of equipment that doesn't have these certifications to that? Yeah. So, and I guess, great question. When you say upgrade, I kind of take that as replace in our sense, because we do do that right now a lot. Honestly, we have customers call us and say, we bought X, Y, and Z. It either doesn't work or we try to get it certified. And the certifying body said, there's no way we're going to let you use that. So 
the problem is, is, is typically our customers will try to save X amount of money. They're spending 30,000 on this piece versus ours being 60 because it's 30,000 less. Everybody's, you know, driven by capital, which I understand, but we always try to explain to people, you know, the purchase gets a lot more expensive when you're taking that $30,000 piece of equipment and tossing it in the dumpster and then spending the original money. So let's talk about some automation features. Is there a specific technology integrated into the equipment? Can you share a little bit more about that? Everything is controlled by one central control system. The entire system is designed and manufactured to work together as one complete unit. So to operate our system, you have a single operator. He literally puts the biomass in, selects the recipe, hits start. It does the automatic ethanol chilling to the right temperature and level based on the recipe. It discharges it. It performs the whole extraction process, automatically pumps it out, puts it through filtration, puts it in the recovery process. The recovery process automatically turns on and off throughout the day, automatically discharges the oil over to the decarb, automatically runs the decarb process, transfers the solvent back to the front end. So the whole process is really, truly automated. I'll ask this question, even though the answer is very clear, is CGMP, EU GMP. Necessary now or necessary more in the future? I think it's necessary now. I do. I think the major players are adhering to that now, and that is their goal. So I think it's very important now. I think it's 100% absolutely necessary in the future. The end consumers, when they're making a selection of a product in a dispensary, do you think it's clear for them to understand the differences in the products that are ethanol extracted or BHO extracted? You know, I think it depends on the level of the consumer. I think if the consumer understands the extraction process and knows basically which products are typically processed, let's say through BHO, which unique or more connoisseur products that are made there, then they will understand that. I think just first time consumer off the street walking in, I'm sure they probably don't know, honestly, that there's even BHO or ethanol or any of these extraction methods. They're just looking at a product and probably taking you know, the advice of, let's say, the, the bud tender, whoever's there at the dispensary of, I think it depends on the user's level of knowledge within the space. So you mentioned solventless. We haven't really touched on that. You want to kind of go into some of your guys' solventless technology and elaborate a little more on that? Yeah. So we have we have a couple of different solventless technologies. The first one I mentioned that's more common, that's kind of been out there in the industry is you know, let's call it ice water, bubble hash, trichome separation equipment, which is a more historical product that's been out there. There's some unique nuances that we have in our products um, for that type of equipment that we can offer people. But the other side of the solventless thing that we think has a huge place in the market is our solventless terpene extraction equipment. Because for people who really want to keep cannabis-derived terpenes, typically in an ethanol process, as you process it through, you hit it with solvent, you put it through recovery. And then if you put it through distillation, you strip those terps out. You're degrading them throughout that whole process. So there's a very, very, very valuable part of that plan. And I think as research continues to go down, I think more and more stuff is going to come to light that all of these things, it's not just, you know, the THC level in the oil that people want. It's all these other terpenes and compounds that go together to create this full experience with the product. And I think people who really want that, if they have good material and they have the terpenes present, our solution is amazing. Since you've been in the cannabinoid industry, what has been the biggest misconception? You know, I don't think it's a misconception anymore, but I will say, I think probably like most people, when you enter the space, and I think there was a lot of incorrect knowledge, people are becoming more comfortable with the space. But I think, I think there was a big misconception about 
between CBD and THC, to be honest with consumers. And I think there was a big misconception about kind of the legality of THC and the uncomfortableness of people working on products to deal with that. Really well said. Before we do predictions, we ask all of our guests, if you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass onto the next generation, what would it be? I guess my experience is don't ever take your foot off the gas. Always make sure you're looking forward to what is next from a compliance, from a regulatory. How can you help drive the industry forward rather than try to milk off what's there? Love it. All right, prediction time. Rob, it's 2025. What has changed with extraction technology? 2025, I think the manual intervention will be almost eliminated. I think the extraction technology will be in all the major players. It's going to be more of a clean room environment. It's going to be more CGMP driven. And honestly, I think there's going to be, like he kind of said before, I think it's the R&D is going to be out. It's going to be more production. I think that's going to be split into two different sectors. I think there's going to be production facilities that produce very repeatable products. And I think there's going to be R&D facilities to try to develop what's next for products. So Rob, for our listeners who are interested in learning more and getting in touch, where can they connect with you? Yeah, so they can they can visit our website. It's www.mocktechnologies.com uh, or they can email me. My email is rwirtz at mocktechnologies.com. Uh, or our phone numbers on our website. They can call in and talk to our sales or technical team and see how we can help them. Appreciate the time, Rob. We'll link it all up in the show notes. Talk to you soon. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us.